section twenty four of eleven possible cases by various this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kate Fallis. Eleven Possible Cases by Various. The End of All by Nim Crinkle. Part Two. It was not till the next morning, when I woke up after a short and disturbed sleep, that my mind reverted to the cause of all this purely sentimental disagreement and i felt a strong desire to have events prove that the judge was slightly monomaniacal and that i was right i went to riccadonna's for my breakfast and got all the morning papers as usual but this time with a distinct confidence that the news would be the best vindication of my good sense and that i should yet have a good laugh at the judge i opened the paper as i sipped my coffee and the first thing my eyes fell on were the headlines of a dispatch from st louis i read them with an inexplicable sense of something sinking in me as i recall them they ran as follows strange news from the west all communication west of salt lake city ceases meteorological puzzle what is the matter with the wires then followed the dispatch which i have not forgotten st louis june twenty sixth eight p m a dispatch received here from yuma on the texas pacific announces that no eastern bound train has come in since morning and all attempts to open communication by telegraph with points west of that place have failed it is the opinion of railroad men that a great storm is raging in california weather here pleasant with a steady dry wind from the east blowing immediately following this was another news item which i can quote from memory denver june twenty sixth nine p m intelligence from cheyenne is to the effect that railway travel and telegraphic communication west of pocatello on the union pacific and ogden and on the central pacific have been interrupted by a storm the telegraph wires are believed to be in good condition but up to nine o'clock there has been no return current i read these paragraphs over three or four times ordinarily i should have passed them by and given my attention to other and more congenial news but now a dull fear that events were conspiring to widen the breach between myself and the brisbanes focused my interest on them there was that easterly wind blowing again was i too growing superstitious i turned over all the papers the news was the same in all but there was not an editorial paragraph of comment in any of the sheets which indeed teemed with all the details of active commercial political and social life i went downtown after eating my breakfast and found that the intelligence had not awakened any public attention that was observable the two or three persons to whom i spoke with regard to it treated it as one of the passing sensations of the hour that would be explained sooner or later 
it was not till the evening papers of the twenty seventh came out that the matter began to be discussed the dispatches in these papers were of a nature to arouse widespread anxiety it was very obvious from their construction and import that the feeling west of the mississippi was more intense than had up to this time been suspected the columns of the papers were filled with brief but rather startling telegrams from various points denver el paso salt lake city cheyenne st paul st louis and chicago sent anxious sentences which had a thrill of trepidation in their broken phrases and it was easy to see that this feeling of deep concern increased with each dispatch from a point further west telegrams sent to st louis chicago and st paul represented the condition of anxiety in ogden and pocatello to be bordering on excitement fears were entertained the dispatches said of a meteorological cataclysm and thousands who had friends either on the coast or in transit were besieging the telegraph offices in vain the hurried comments of the evening papers on the news were singularly unsatisfactory and non-committal the unprecedented storm that is now raging on the pacific slope i read and which has temporarily cut off communications with the far west will by its magnitude fill the country with the most serious apprehensions the earliest news from california which shall give us the details of the storm said another paper will be looked for with eagerness and will be promptly and fully furnished to our readers as curious as anybody could be to know what kind of a storm it was that had stopped railroad travel from idaho to mexico and remarking with surprise that the signal office utterly refused to recognize a great storm anywhere i dismissed the subject from my mind with the reflection that there would in all probability be explanatory news in the morning and resolved to make my usual visit to the brisbane family to my surprise kate received me cordially and with no other allusion to the unpleasantness of the night before than a demure remark that she was afraid she had offended me let us not refer to it at all i said and thus avoid making idiots of ourselves i am glad you came to-night she remarked after a moment's silence for i wanted to tell you of the change we are going to make a little pang darted through me it was said so seriously what is it my dear i asked trying to be as affectionate as if the conditions had not changed my father and i have determined to go to europe to europe I repeated, aghast. You surely do not mean it. Yes, resolutely. He wanted to consult you about it, but was afraid you would disagree with his plans. And when did he make up his mind to take this sudden move? This morning. And you intend to go with him? Yes, and I was going to ask you to go too. When do you propose to go? Immediately. It was evident to my mind now that this old man was a panic-stricken monomaniac and had infected his daughter with his fears. "'Kate,' I said, as I took her by her hands and pulled her to the sofa beside me, "'you are running away from something. It is not from me, is it?' 
i want you to go with us she answered but you knew when you asked me that i could not go so suddenly you expected me to refuse no she said i expect you to consent be careful in a moment of bravado i may take you at your word at any cost she caught hold of me do she said tremulously and i felt a little shiver in her hand do do i would rather go with you than lose you i said at a hazard and if you are determined to go i believe i will accompany you if your father will consent we are determined she calmly replied but i must put my affairs in order i suggested how many hours will it take you hours i repeated you would not like to start to-night surely yes she answered i would gladly start to-night my patience was giving way very fast at this imperturbable obduracy perhaps i said you will give me some adequate reason for a haste that i cannot comprehend she did not answer she was listening with her head averted and she held up her hand for me to listen also as if that were her answer then there came through the open window the hoarse cry of a distant newsboy who was bellowing an extra there was something weird in her attitude and action connecting as they did her motives with that discordant ominous cry it's an extra i said as unconcernedly as possible i'll get a copy there may be some good news for you and i made a move toward the window don't she said quietly we were talking about going to europe pa's not familiar with the business of securing passages and you are you could relieve him of a great deal of worry and if you would go with us kate i said do you want me to go yes i do she replied i do not want to leave you here then i said i will go i will see your father in the morning and tell him that i will attend to the whole business of securing passages i will set about arranging my affairs at once she then let me plague her a little about her timidity and after a half hour of playful badinage on my part i came away with a parting promise on my lips to lose no delay in making the arrangements for our departure such however was not my intention i felt sure that the judge and his daughter would change their minds if i could only manage to delay matters a few days to go running off to europe at a moment's notice would be utter folly for me as i left the house i heard the voices of the newsboys in various keys still calling the extras i bought a paper and read it under the gaslight of the church on twentieth street display headlines announced as silent as the grave nothing heard from the pacific great excitement in chicago and st louis i must have stood there ten minutes poring over the strange news an expedition in a special train had been sent west from yuma that day with railroad men and doctors it had left at three p m the train reached mesquite in less than an hour and word was sent back from that station 
all right here track clear will reach the springs at nine p m a dispatch from yuma sent at ten o'clock and received at st louis said nothing further heard from the special news from chicago where the excitement appeared to be momentarily growing reflected intelligence from denver st paul and kansas city and it was vain to ignore the fact that the entire west was in an alarming condition of anxiety a special train was fitting out at cheyenne under government orders to start in the morning with a corps of signal service men army officers and electricians it was to go provided with every scientific appliance and to carry an insulated cable to be paid out from the car the account said that the people were all on the streets in cheyenne and an enormous mob surrounded the station where the preparations were making for the first time i felt as i threw the paper away what i can only call a sense of misgiving as i walked up the deserted avenue this feeling grew upon me and when i reached twenty-third street on my way to the fifth avenue hotel a sudden and entirely new reflection made me stop unconsciously as i turned it over in my mind if this strange news has affected judge brisbane and his daughter so seriously why may it not be affecting millions of other people similarly if there is at this moment a panic in the west how long will it take the reflex wave to reach new york the next morning events or at least the publication of them had reached that condition which arrests public attention everywhere the news from the west swamped all else in the morning journals the editors by their work now acknowledged that the mysterious silence on the pacific slope was by far the most important subject for consideration before the world the moment i glanced at the sheets i saw that there was but one theme in the journalistic mind two days had passed and the silence was unbroken never before in the history of the world had the absence of news become such important news public attention was now mainly centred on the attempt to get a train of observation through from cheyenne there was a hopeful spirit to most of the accounts as if it was believed that science would unravel the mystery but there was nothing from any quarter of the globe that as yet afforded the feeblest gleam of comfort the government train was to start early on this the morning of the twenty eighth and the papers were only able to furnish details of the preparation and reports of the public excitement in cheyenne and denver the officers on the train were to send dispatches from every station west of pocatello they were sagacious experienced men and the expedition was under the direction of the well-known engineer general albert corral i felt as i read the accounts that these men would probably clear up the mystery and i resolved to delay engaging the passages on the ocean steamer until the next day so i wrote a carefully worded note to judge brisbane informing him that i would attend to the matter immediately had i then had the slightest knowledge of the cumulative rapidity with which a panic moves i would not have taken this risk 
but my whole object was to gain time with the hope that something would occur to change the minds of my two timid friends end of section twenty four